Okay, happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. I am Jory Myers, owner of Atlanta Dispatch, and I am very excited about tonight's guest. Uh, this brother has been nothing but kind to me since we got connected, and you know the platform in which um, you know he's a part of. It's very necessary in today's market, so I'm very, very pleased to welcome Josh to the stage. Joshua, how are you feeling today, brother? I'm doing well. Thanks, Jory, for having me on. Oh, no doubt, man, no doubt. Once, so how did I get connected? How did I, you know, see who you are? There was a, a post on LinkedIn that uh, might have been geared towards one of those refrigerated product conferences that happened down in Florida, something like that. And I saw yep. you write a comment that said the Airbnb of trucking. And at that moment, my mind went crazy. I was like, whoa, what does that mean? How can I how can I learn more? So now we have you here on stage on the Transportation and Logistics Clubhouse. And, you know, if you don't mind, just let us know who do you represent in a brief, you know, background of who you are, okay? Yeah, absolutely. It was great to get connected with you on LinkedIn. I think there's just so much networking that we can do virtually. Um, I think COVID's really changed that. So I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to get connected through that methodology. Um, so just a little background on who we are as Coop and a little bit of what I do. So Coop by Rider is a tech platform built by Rider Logistics, uh, which we're all probably familiar with. And it's a platform that allows people to list equipment and then allow people to also rent. So it's a peer-to-peer platform. It's all business-to-business transactions. And Rider has a network to really support that as well as the expertise to support that. Um, what I oversee within Rider itself, I'm, I'm a program manager and I oversee the investor piece. So I'm really focused on informing and helping onboard investors and entrepreneurs who want to build a rental business and to kind of just take the same path that Airbnb did um, where they can develop a rental business that is really passive and you're able to get into the trucking industry without having a lot of the pitfalls that you normally see with drivers and insurance. Oh, I got you, man. I definitely got you there. And before you joined Coop, uh, how else were you part of the transportation and or logistics industry? Yeah, so I I started my career off in the Army, uh, served there for eight years, and then I got my degree in in logistics. I started my career off at J.B. Hunt working as a broker, was brokering loads and found that I had a knack for it. Drivers really like to gravitate towards um, what I was doing because I was doing a lot of route building for them. So they got me into designing transportation solutions at J.B. Hunt. I got a really affinity for that and understanding data and analytics uh, and then was recruited to come down to Tampa, Florida, which my wife was much happier to live in Tampa, Florida than Northwest Arkansas. No offense to Northwest Arkansas. That was just my <laughs> wife. <laughs> uh, but, but from there, I was able to really establish my career of building business units. And, for, and I think that's really what attracted me to Coop was this is brand new. Not a lot of people are doing this in, in the industry. Ryder has some really unique opportunities and some unique value that they can deliver outside of other people. So it's a really great competitive advantage that they have, which has really kind of gravitated me towards uh, helping them out. Okay, perfect. And truth be told, man, I, I can understand how, well, first off, before I get going, all right, thank you for your service, sir. Eight years, that's amazing, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 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 army was great. They helped me pay for college. You know, got the got the independence going, and you know, I was I was in JAG and legal, so it wasn't. Uh, I was doing some fun stuff, but not a, a crazy amount. But it it was a good time. I yeah, no it. doubt, man. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and you know, once you said that you you got the experience as a broker, you know, myself as a dispatcher, I definitely understand the value of those relationships. So every single time that I came in, con- I currently come in contact with you know, a, a solid broker and those willing to, you know, do the additional work of building, you know, lanes for me, not just something that they have on the spot market, but things that they might have coming up. Uh, I love to plan ahead. So those those brokers who are willing to do that kind of stuff, uh, I can I can definitely see how folks would gravitate towards you, you know, if you are willing to do those type of things. So, you know, you're seeing this from the level of a lot of people who represent the transportation and logistics clubhouse, either a broker or, uh, you know, a dispatcher or a driver, a owner operator, fleet owner. You know what I mean? So you you do have a lot of background that is encompassed here this evening. So, you know, I'm pretty sure folks are going to want to ask you questions uh, towards the end of this. Um, But I did want folks to understand where you come from so that, you know, uh, it's just a little bit more. They can see how you can be on their side. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's where I was coming from with that. Okay, so Coop by Ryder. All right. What do you feel like one of the biggest benefits is? Uh, by placing your, you know, the equipment on Coop by Rider. So, working with us, uh, one of the biggest advantages is the su- the support that we have. So we have an after hours team that's fantastic at taking calls. We have a lot of support when it comes to the Rider network as well. So you're coming on board to a platform that is relatively new but has decades of experience behind it. So you're, you're not really going to a startup that doesn't understand the rental business and doesn't understand how to help you overcome those things. We also are supported by the rider network. So whenever there is an issue, the renter is not calling you the owner or you, the renter, are not calling just a small owner to help you ch- deal with these challenges while you're on the side of the road, whether it's a, you know, a broken down truck or the tires, whatever the case is, you're calling a uh, a network that has been proven out and has the experience to handle you quickly, get it scheduled and get everything really coordinated. So that's, that's the biggest challenge in the rental space. And that's why working with us is by far probably a better experience than what you're going to see with other people in the industry. Right. You did mention something, man. Uh, relationships are key in any business. And, mm. you know, Ryder being around <clears throat> so long, being the, the juggernaut that it is, I'm sure has a network that is unmatched by anybody. Actually, no other organization right. I imagine uh, can compete with the relationships that Ryder already has in place. Um, and with you saying that, you, you mentioned roadside assistance. Uh, 24-7, I'm pretty sure that is. How, describe that. What, how does that roadside assistance uh, program really look for the renter and the uh, equipment owner? Yeah, so on the renter side, it's $3 a day. Um, it varies depending on what you're renting out, but for the most part, it's averaging out to that piece. Uh, really, the, the value is as you have any kind of issues with that truck, you have a resource to call and get it taken care of. 
you know, our team's always standing by to help support you. And you as the owner have the confidence that these guys got it. They're going to help take care of it. They're going to make sure my unit is returned in the condition that it left. And we're going to make sure that we have all the processes in place to handle with so many different issues that we're all familiar with in trucking. Uh, so that's really the, the value that we have on the roadside assistance and why it really makes sense for the renter as well as the owner. Gotcha. 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 Okay. That makes sense. And, you know, when it comes down to it, so with a, a lot of these other tech platforms, right, you mm-hmm. know, whoever starts the earliest kind of get the, they, they kind of get the, the lion's share of things. Is that the case here? Like, is there any additional benefit or added incentive for people who have equipment um, to go ahead and start working with you today versus a year from now? Um, the, the sooner that you can get on the platform, the sooner you're going to start making money and building out your ROI. So we have a lot of premium, uh, things that are going on right now. If you come on and you're dedicated, you're automatically a premium owner. We have a lot of benefits for premium renters as well that you're prioritized. You get dedicated customer support representatives. You get custom billing options. The sooner that you get involved with Coop, really the better for your business in the long run. You know, we talk about opportunity costs. That's probably the biggest thing that you're missing out on. If you don't list, then you're not able to achieve revenue. If you're not renting, then you're probably missing out on loads, right? So this is getting involved with Coop early stages helps you build your credit with us, build your reputation with us. And it really, you're going to be one of those earlier adopters. Frankly, we're already nationwide. We already got a lot of adoption, but there's always room for improvement. So um, I think getting involved with this sooner than later will only benefit your business. Right, right. You mentioned something that I was kind of interested in. Uh, you said if you join now, uh, you would automatically be rolled into the premium owner or premium renter status, that designation. Um, so if what does it normally mean if you're a premium owner or premium renter? Like what is it? What is the 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 things that you have to achieve in order to get that designation. And then what are the benefits of each? Yeah. So for the premium owner, you have to dedicate your equipment to the platform to achieve it. So whenever you're listing your equipment, you're saying, Hey, I'm going to give this to you full time. And and really you have the, the flexibility to position this into rental deals, 365. That's where you can get that premium owner status really, really quickly. Uh, the benefits to that, you know, we have flexible billing for that as well, payouts. Um, we're also developing telematics programs. Um, if you're a premium owner, you have the ability to apply to a free telematics for your trailers. Uh, we're developing that program right now. There's also other different benefits. Uh, we have a parking solution. If you need to expand it to another market or you don't have a parking uh, capabilities, you can actually go park it at one of these facilities. They'll handle everything, and then you're just billed for whatever actions are are taking place there. So there's a lot of benefits for being a premium owner. Um, another really big one, you actually get prioritized on the application. So when someone's searching on the application for a 53-foot drive in Atlanta and you're a premium owner and you have a really good price for your equipment, your unit's going to come up on top. We as business owners all know that SEO is super, super important, and you're almost getting uh, SEO on our application for being a premium owner. Um, and so the premium renter side, it's more KPI driven of making sure that you have a good reviews, um, making sure that you're returning equipment on time, that you have some good utilization. Um, and we can get a little bit more into the depths of those KPIs. 
when you have a conversation with us. And really, the, those KPIs drive you to get this really awesome badge. And like I said, you get a dedicated customer service line just for you. You get prioritized, and you also get custom billing options. So you have the ability to, you know, not just pay through a credit card. There's ACA. There's other options for you to set up by being a premium renter. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, that is perfect. I understand that completely. Um, and. For someone to feel comfortable, right? Let's just say mm-hmm. uh, they have they have the most pristine truck ever, or a beautiful trailer, something they just mm-hmm. got. It's their baby. How do you go about, you know, vetting the people who are wanting to rent the equipment? Is there anything that you like that you guys are doing uh, to screen to make sure that these folks are, you know, qualified and capable and you know trustworthy? Yeah, we have a a bunch of different factors we look at, just a handful of them. We look at how long a company's been in business. We look at their safer score. We look at um, how many drivers they have. We try to understand as much as we can about the renter as we do the owner. Uh, It's actually an application process to be on the platform. So we don't let brand new companies come on and immediately start renting. We want to make sure that you're a quality carrier because you as an owner, it is really important that your equipment's taken care of, right? Uh, so that you can, one, not have to pay out the nose on maintenance or any of these other things because someone's using it ragged. So we're really, really focused on making sure that we only have solid renters on the platform. And we're constantly vetting, too. So it's not just at the beginning where we check them, great, they're, they're good right now, and, and continue on. We're constantly evaluating our data and looking and making sure that renters have the right behaviors as well as the owners. So we're trying to make sure that the experience in the platform is as premium as possible. Okay. All right. So you, you mentioned a, a couple kind of like existing qualifications that a carrier, uh, a potential renter must have already established before they can get on um, mm-hmm. the platform. Uh, what all is needed by the renter in order to successfully rent equipment on the Coop platform? Yeah, so you go to our, our website, which I know uh, we got a link for you, Jory, so you can send that out in the group chat. Uh, there's a link for owner sign up and then renter sign up. You input all your business information, your DNB score, uh, depending on what you're renting. If you want to use our insurance, we have insurance available um, that through the application or you have the ability to bring your own. So we need to make sure we have your COI intact. Uh, really, those are the biggest things that we need to make sure to have uh, to be able to utilize the equipment. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So if I'm not mistaken, you're saying that uh, someone, they don't necessarily have to have their own existing insurance. They can go through you and go through your partners. Right, right. Yep. So long as their business qualifies and they can go get it, they can get the insurance directly through the application. And okay. we can always evaluate that. Um, it's really easy to do. Uh, and, you know, it's it's just a, a daily cost and we can kind of build it in. Okay, perfect. And I did just post both of those links. Uh, it looks like we have one that is actually, hmm, it's not allowing me to post the second one. Um, but basically in the chat, you can see that uh, I have one for the folks who are interested in renting their equipment. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Renting equipment that's already on the platform. Uh, There's another link that basically is for those who are equipment owners who want to actually uh, post their equipment for availability. So uh, thank you again for that, uh, that, that alley, Josh, I went ahead and posted those. You can also see both of those on the uh, link tree that's uh, 
you know, fixed, pinned up at the top. So just go ahead and check that out. Um, you know, we did partner with Coop, the Transportation and Logistics Clubhouse. So go ahead and click on that link. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So uh, moving beyond that, uh, so creating an account, though, is there, are there any additional costs uh, to the renter or the uh, person looking to rent to join the platform? No, so there's no cost for either the owner or the renter. It's completely free to list, and it's completely free to rent. The only cost is when you actually go and try to rent the equipment on the platform. Uh, for the owners, there's a, a platform fee. It's just a percentage of revenue. Um, it's 20% of the revenue. And then on the renters, you know, it's just whatever the rate is posted uh, that you're trying to secure the equipment at. Okay, and when you say, well, I, I didn't really think about this, but the, the rate that the renter sees, is that the all-in rate or is there like uh, taxes that are going to be uh, put up there at the end? So that's that's the all-in rate. Uh, there are some fees, you know, if you're selecting insurance, if you're selecting roadside, and then eventually at the end, it will kind of package it all together. One of the great things, too, that our platform identifies and you can go in as a renter, if you – a lot of our equipment has discounts for length of time. So the longer that you are looking to rent this equipment, the bigger discount that you can get. And we can make sure that you're getting a, a really great deal on equipment um, in your area. Okay. Well, that's great. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, um, but you know, when it says people get uh, additional bit, uh, benefits and discounts for longer rentals, um, do you kind of have an idea of the type of, uh, you know, um, length of time people are renting nowadays. Like let's, let's, I don't know if you can bring it because I'm asking you this on the spot. Uh, you can answer however you want to, you know what I mean? But for their different type of equipment, you know, trailers and let's just say power. Right. So, I mean, I don't yeah, know if you've had, had, go ahead, my bad. Yeah, no, it, it varies from unit to unit. Um, when we're seeing trailers, usually those are longer term rentals. Uh, you, you, I think we're averaging more than 30 days. It really depends on what type of equipment. You know, we have everything from box trucks all the way up to dry vans, 53 foots. We got sleepers. We got – so it, it's really a mixed bag. Uh, but what's nice is it's a lot longer than what you would see on an Airbnb. You know, if you're investing in an Airbnb and buying that, you're going to see probably two to three days, maybe four or five-day reservations. There's not anyone, like, really booking an Airbnb for a month unless you're going out and targeting more corporate accounts. And that's really what what our job is. Uh, we have a full sales team dedicated to sending out your equipment, and we have a bunch of leads that are coming in from Ryder. If Ryder doesn't have a, a, a unique or perfect fit in their fleet, then they're sending that lead over to Coop. So you're getting access to those type of uh, deals and accounts uh, to really support your business. And, and that's why we're seeing a lot longer reservations and much better utilization rates than you would on Airbnb. Right, right. Okay. I completely understand that, brother. Um, and so we talked about the renter, you know, they have to have certain things already established um, to make sure that mm -hmm. they even appear to be qualified and folks that aren't going to run the equipment ragged. But on the mm -hmm. other side, you know, folks who are investors, folks who have uh, the, the assets, um, is there anything in addition to owning or having access to those pieces of equipment, do they have to, you know, have established to, to place them on the coop platform? So it's just making sure that they're roadworthy. So if you're renting out box trucks or drive vans, anything ELD related, you want to make sure that you have your, your motor carrier number in place. Uh, 
um, and and your DOT number in place. You also, as a as an owner, if it's just trailers, you actually don't have to have a DOT number. You can just have an LLC. Now, I'm not a lawyer, so please confirm with your lawyers. Uh, all of this is, again, just what we've worked with people on and what uh, is being experienced on our platform. Um, but there's it's really just making sure that your equipment's roadworthy when it goes out. In the agreement, it's showing that, you know, I certify that this equipment is roadworthy when they take it from me. And so long as your equipment fits that description, you're able to list it on the platform. Uh, we're doing a, a better job of trying to educate on price, too. So when you're listing your equipment on the platform, you got to think about, okay, what's a good rental rate for this to go out? And, you know, we have some people who are trying to, you know, maximize and try to get every single dollar per day. But the people who have been really, really successful on our platform understand that this is a passive income business. And they set the rate uh, competitive to the marketplace so that their unit is just gone, you know, 365. And that really, you don't have to deal with that unit as much, right? You don't have, if it's gone 365 or if you're able to, you know, get your rate down to where you can get locked into a three, four, five month deal, there's other costs that you don't have to worry about like parking or, or different aspects of that business. Um, so the people who've been the most successful in our platform have been focused on building passive income and have been competitive to the market so that they're just, their units are just out. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So look, you did say something interesting that I wasn't necessarily, uh, I didn't know myself. So an asset owner, someone who owns box trucks and drive vans, uh, they do need to have their motor carrier number in order to. I apologize. Just the DOT. They just have the, the DOT number. Okay. Cool. 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 You know, I was I was wondering. I was like, man, uh, you know, that <laughs> they would potentially have to pay more in insurance. Um, right. But since you clarified that, all right, perfect. All right, cool. 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 Um. So let's just say I'm a I'm an asset owner because this is what I aspire to be, guys. All right, I'm an asset owner. I have uh, 100 drive-ins. I have 200 reefers. Um, mm. I want to post them all onto your platform, but you know I'm just an I mean I'm just an investor. I don't have the admin staff to track these bad boys and mm -hmm. do all these things. What's that tracking feature looking like with if I place it on Coop? Like, uh, does the owner of the equipment have to like put some type of tracking mechanism on the equipment, or is that something that Coop is uh, owning? So it's completely up to you whether you want to have your own tracking equipment. Uh, we have an, uh, an application that we're working and developing right now where if you're dedicating your equipment to us full time, uh, you can apply to have your telematics paid for. Um, where we'll install a telematics device on it. Uh, we also have the ability, uh, you know, if, let's say you don't qualify for that program, we have the ability to get you some really great prices on Philips Connect and some other telematics devices that you can place onto your assets. We're working on integrating directly with those uh, applications so that that data can pull in. So that's it's a little bit down the roadmap, but whether you want to track it on yours, if you want to apply to our program to have that tracked, um, so long as you're dedicating the equipment full time, we can do that for you. Uh, so we have a lot of people that, you know, whether you're tracking it in route, all those good things, um, it's really up to your comfort level of the operation. One thing that our platform does do really well is, you know, because you have a ton of equipment, we can have the ability to set up automatic approvals. 
So anytime a reservation comes through, it can just approve and move forward. So you can really automate your processes there. Um, and our team's always standing by ready to help you uh, if you bring on a ton of equipment to make sure that we're coordinating and, and handling uh, your operation. And really, it's just making sure you have someone there uh, to check in the renter and check them out whenever they're picking up. Uh, but if you want to take advantage of our parking solution, we can even take it a step further and have it a, almost a completely passive opportunity for you. Okay. So what is that? You, you mentioned something, the parking solution. Is that something mm-hmm. official, like a program? Like, what is that? Talk about that. Yeah, uh, we just rolled it out. Um, we have the pricing for trailers. I'm working on developing the pricing for power units. Uh, it's going to be out in Dallas and then Fort Bend, Indiana. Those are the two areas we're starting to roll it out. Um, and then at need, we're going to be expanding into more regions uh, so that you have the capabilities of just parking your unit over at one of these facilities. They'll handle the day-to-day for you. Um, you know, there is some fees associated with that, but what's really nice is they're they're going to associate them based on the work that's done. So the more your unit's out, the less you pay for parking. You know, if you're maybe doing a higher rate and there's more transactions, you know, you're just paying for the cleaning as those units kind of come back. So we're, we're trying to create and, and lower the barriers of entry for people to build an awesome passive income business so that anyone uh, that's business savvy and, and likes the trucking industry has the capabilities to get in. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Uh, that that sounds good. I see. All right. Dallas. And what was the other place? Did you say the Midwest? Fort Bend, Fort Bend Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think those are two great markets. You know, I'm technically a little biased because I live in Atlanta. So I want to <laughs> see that in Atlanta just because of, you know, where I am and the folks I know. But those are some great markets. So um, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about that, especially as, you know, I know you're just rolling it out as it gets its own wings and people start really, really utilizing that service. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So when it comes to the, the mix of what you have on the platform right now, you know, I know you guys do box trucks, semis, drive-ins, reefers, and all, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I've talked uh, about even very specialized units uh, like uh, the, the, the vacuum trailers and things of that nature. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what's your mix? Yep. Where, where are your top markets for the semis, the box trucks, and all that kind of good stuff? So uh, Atlanta, Georgia, the Midwest, um, Ohio, Indiana, uh, Texas, California. Those are really our top markets right now. We're nationwide, so we have some units out pretty much all over the place, but those are really the big areas. Uh, we're mostly dry vans and trailers on the platform. We're about 60% trailers. And then 40% of our platform is a mix of power units. And you said it, it's anywhere from box trucks. We even have sprinter vans on the platform, vacuum pneumatic trailers out in Texas. We have some uh, hotshot uh, trailers. We're, we're pretty much agnostic. If it's a commercial trucking piece of equipment, we're going to go and take a look at it. Um, we're working on developing more uh, drayage capabilities. So we're talking to investors right now about buying chassis, which we have some really awesome connections in that space um, to help you acquire good equipment and get it listed on the platform. So we're, we're kind of looking at everything, uh, and we have a really, really good mix on the platform right now. Gotcha. Let me ask this about the, the, the let's just say the driving. Actually, can, this question can go for any of the equipment that you have. But, mm-hmm. you know, like a like a U-Haul or something, you can say, I want to pick it up here and I want to drop it off there. 
Is that something that you guys do, or is it uh, a matter of if they rent a trailer in one location, you're expecting that carrier, that renter, to bring it back to where they originally rented it from? So it does vary a little bit. We have some national players that have a little bit more capabilities. For the most part, though, it's you have to return it wherever you picked it up at. Um, so that's the majority of the platform because a lot of our, our users that are on the platform and owners, they're medium, small trucking companies that don't have the nationwide capabilities. We do have some national players in the pro, on the platform that maybe have the, some of those capabilities so we can kind of work with you on a use case. But for the most part, plan on bringing the equipment back where you picked it up from. Gotcha. All right. So that's a power unit as well then too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's correct. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So that answers more so the storage uh, question of, you know, what does somebody do if they take a piece of equipment to a uh, an area that the <laughs> owner of the equipment is not familiar with? Uh, that's not really, right. that's not what we're really promoting here. Okay, cool. That makes perfect yep. sense. Okay. Yep. And that, um, we, we did that for uh, the owner, the owner capabilities, right? We want to make sure that the owner's you know, we're fitting in the mold of their business and we're not trying to, you know, expand beyond what our owners are capable of. Gotcha. 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 Um, so if I'm an equipment, if I'm a, a renter and mm-hmm. I am, I'm seeking uh, a very specific, I'm, I'm seeking that pneumatic vacuum trailer that is in Texas. No, actually, that doesn't make sense for this example. I, uh, you have another piece of equipment that I really, really need. Let's just say it's a, it's a, it's a semi. All right, it's a sleeper. It's a, it's a double mm. sleeper. I don't know. I'm a team, team operation, um, but it's mm. not close to my house. Does that mean that you, you know, Coop by Rider is going to provide transportation to this place, or is it uh, up to the renter to get all the way there to where their equipment is uh, currently being housed. So it depends on how far it is. Uh, if it's close by and you need an Uber ride, we can actually help with that. So if it's more of like a local type aspect, we can actually help Uber you out to the vehicle. If it's you're trying to pick something up in Texas and you're in Georgia, unfortunately you're going to have to fly out there uh, to go <laughs> and get that unit. Now, Depending on your length of agreement or depending on things, we could try to work things out with the owner or we can try to, you know, negotiate a transfer cost for you. Uh, We're able to help with that. But any cost that would be associated moving those around, that would be uh, for the renter and the owner to kind of work out. Gotcha. And that would also be for the renter and the owner on how long you can actually rent the equipment, like book further out, correct? Exactly. Yep. It, you know, an owner, they're looking for longer term deals for the most part. So maybe a, a decent sized renter is like, hey, I want to get these sleepers out in Texas. I want to take them for a year. You know, the owner is going to be really uh, amped in the most part to kind of make that deal work. Um, you know, it's always between the two parties. You know, first and foremost, we're a peer to peer platform. And, and us at, at Coop, we'll do our best to help negotiate that and broker those deals. Um, but it's pretty much on a case-to-case basis. Okay, I got you, I got you. Um, so what about in that in that instance, right, I'm a, I'm a renter, and mm-hmm. I have an agreement with this, this owner uh, to rent their equipment for the next two months. Is there any mm-hmm. type of, you know, what if that owner then decides that they want to cancel, you know, that agreement? Is there anything that happens... Um, as a result of a, a canceled uh, request, a canceled reservation? 
So we don't really see that a whole lot on our platform. Most of our owners, they're accepting reservations for a set period of time. So the vehicle is available for that period. Uh, and that's really what's worked out ahead of time. So we haven't really seen that at, uh, on the most part. You know, if the renter brings the equipment back, you know, depending on the terms of the agreement, there might be, you know, just like Airbnb, a cancellation fee, something like that, where you're, you know, not holding it for the length of the agreement. But ultimately, this is rental, right? So there's a little bit of flexibility on both sides. And it's more on a case-to-case basis. Thankfully, we don't really deal with that a whole lot because uh, both of these are businesses, right? I think if there was more consumer-driven, we might have some of that uh, issues. But I think because we're more of a business-to-business platform, you know, everyone's more professional, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Okay. Um, and when it comes down to the the actual equipment owner, folks who have – you know, certain regulations for their equipment, Mm -hmm. you know, they're non-smokers. They don't want smokers Mm -hmm. in their truck Mm -hmm. or, you know, you can be a smoker. You just can't smoke in it. Uh, What type of fail safes or what type of safeguards are there that can actually, you know, ensure that the people who are renting are adhering to those type of, you know, um, parameters? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we do our best to communicate all those type of parameters on the front end, uh, the owner, you can install anything that you want on your unit. If you want to install smoke detection devices, anything that you would want uh, in a normal fleet, just to make sure your driver's not smoking, you have full autonomy to install any of that equipment into your truck. Um, what you can also do, so if the renter brings the equipment back and it's not in the condition that you had, we have that, an entire process in place through our group team to make sure that it's rectified. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty uh, cool. I mean, I mean, and I guess to even kind of segue a bit, um, the maintenance aspect of things. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'm a I'm a fleet owner. I place my my equipment on Coop, and I know that Ryder has some of the best agreements uh, known to man. Uh, what What's that maintenance program look like? How much does it cost, and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah. So it varies on type of year, type of unit, we can always uh, get you signed up. Um, And really, it has some better rates when you're looking at uh, getting some repairs or PMs done. There's a a nice schedule. Um, It varies depending on the type of unit. You know, if it's a little bit older unit, it's going to have a different cost on a brand new unit, right? Uh, So really, we do it on a case-by-case basis on the rider uh, maintenance program. Um, On the owner side, the owners are responsible for regular maintenance. So wear and tear tires, you know, oil changes, those type of work, the owner's responsible for the cost. Anything outside of normal maintenance and wear and tear, you know, if the the driver rubs a curb and pops a tire, then it's going to be on the renter side. Um, So that's kind of how everything's really structured. Uh, We have a good subrogation process. We have a really good team surrounding this to make sure that all these details are ironed out and that, you know, the responsible party takes care of what they're responsible for. Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense, brother. Um, so let me let me let me let me transition just a bit. And now I'm thinking about it from the uh, you know investor side. Like, why put a trailer on coop versus managing it myself? And you know, I'm asking that because I I know people who are doing well with their own trailer yeah. rental businesses. They even teach folks how to do it. You know, I, I love this guy Delmar from the Atlanta area. He's doing a great yeah. job by himself. Um, you know, so like speaking to somebody like him with hundreds of trailers or, you know, maybe somebody who only has about five trailers, 
Um, why would, you know, what's the benefits of putting it on Coop versus manage it, managing it themselves? Yeah, so we, we have both that are on the platform. So we, you know, we work with some large clients like PLM, First Choice, and then we have uh, one gentleman, he was a financial guy, he's built up his own rental fleet. So we have both ends of the spectrum, and I think there's different reasons for either of those parties to work with us. So let me just take one at a time. So the big guys in their perspective, they're always trying to get a little bit more utilization. So even your 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 buddy out in Atlanta, Delmar, when he's trying to get more utilization on his equipment, you know, he'll probably operate his fleet 70, 80%, right? So he's always trying to hunt for that next 20 or 30%. So if he lists a, a 20 or 30% of his fleet dedicated to Coop, and we take care of it, and we get those 20 or 30 um, units up to, let's say, 70 or 80%, his overall company utilization gets really, really close to 100% utilization. So that's where we can enhance existing rental companies' business by really kind of giving them a, a shot in the arm, a good catalyst to get some more business. They're tapping into riders' network of demand that really you wouldn't see otherwise. You know, That's why you see on Airbnb, there's hotels and there's people uh, that have companies associated because they want to get that extra demand. Um, so that's where I think we re- deliver a ton of value to existing businesses that are already working. They're already comfortable, you know, with the, the liability aspect, they're already having some level of infrastructure to deal with it. It's really trying to drive their business and, and really push that top line, right? Uh, because that he would have a hard time getting and renting units to Pepsi or USPS. Well, because you're working with Coop by Ryder, you're going to see those deals and opportunities come flowing through. Um, so I think that's how we're enhancing those guys. The smaller, uh, you know, maybe more entrepreneurial or, hey, I want to build, I'm not in this business currently, or maybe I'm, I'm in it a little bit. We offer so much to help uh, control liability. We have an entire team where you don't have to hire a full staff to really drive your sales. You don't have to hire a full staff to receive all these phone calls. We're taking some of that admin work off of your shoulders. Um, another really big benefit to working with us, we're going after the renter for payment. So we're helping making sure that you as the owner get paid. So that's another really big piece that people don't think about a lot of times when they're thinking about building up a rental business. Collections are really, really important and it's really, really hard to do. So let us take care of the hard stuff for you. Right, right. Well, look, man, um, I do have a quite a, I have a few more questions, but are you OK with some of our our uh, our folks who are listening in also asking some asking some questions towards the end? Yeah, absolutely. OK, perfect. Perfect. All right. Um, because I, I know some folks really are in this life. They're in the business and they want to see how it can specifically work for what they got going on. So I appreciate your openness to it. Um, so for that, uh, for that investor, what are they really looking to spend if they're trying to get into the business? If they if they're trying to get their first piece, their first trailer, let's say trailer, um, how much are they really looking to spend to to get things going and put onto coop? So it's it's really up to you, right? So we have people that try to do um, a little bit older trailers because they want to get a lower purchase point. I always recommend you to 
get as new a trailer as you're comfortable with, um, or if you want to, you know, get as new of a power unit as you possibly can, because that means you're going to get the full life and a higher probability of getting the ROI out of your unit. Um, so it really kind of depends. Uh, if you want to go as low, you know, you could try to get uh, a $48,000, $50,000 trailer, which is almost brand new. Um, thankfully, the equipment market settled a little bit, come down a little bit. Uh, in the last few weeks uh, from what we saw last year. Still not where it used to be, but it's it's, it's definitely lowered down. Um, those trailers, you know, you can put a deposit down. You don't necessarily have to uh, pay for the whole thing cash. So, you know, you can get into a unit as little as $8,000, $10,000, um, so long as you have the right credit and the right, uh, you know, business savvy to get into it. So you can get in as low as that, list one trailer and get going. So that's, pretty much as low as a barrier. You know, if you're thinking about Airbnb or you're thinking about some of the other share businesses like RV sharing, you're going to spend $20,000, $40,000 to get into a good home that's going to, you know, be able to rent out on Airbnb consistently. Uh, kind of the same thing with an RV. An RV is pretty much what a sleeper cost. So uh, the, I think the barriers of entry, especially when it comes to capital, is really, really low for the trucking industry compared to some other asset classes. Gotcha. And, you know, I have heard about these things with Airbnb, whereas, you know, there might be a condo or some type of rental spot that somebody has to rent themselves. And as long as they're being very upfront and honest with those uh, administrators, uh, they're able to list those properties on Airbnb as well. Um, do you yeah. know? Do you know of anything like that when it comes to the uh, the trucking side of things with Coop by Rider? Yeah, uh, I've still we've expanded um, this program. We've actually seen a lot of people do exactly that. Um, you know, I think in the the real estate game, they're calling it rental arbitrage. Some cool, fancy entrepreneur words. Uh, I think in trucking, we just call it leasing. So uh, <laughs> you're able to lease trailers uh, so long as you're able to sublet. And so long as you have net net terms on those trailers, um, if you have a good enough rate, you can list the, that equipment on the platform and generate some really good cash flow. So, you know, if you go to a smaller uh, company or you go to extra lease and let's say you get, you know, a three or four year lease and you're looking at, you know, four, six hundred dollars a month, you're going to achieve more in rental revenue. And that's just passive income. Um, some caveats around that. A lot of times those companies, they only want to rent to people with existing businesses. So if you have an existing trucking company, that's probably something you can get in sooner than later. If you're starting off brand, you're probably not going to be able to start there. Um, so, you know, we can always show you the numbers that we're seeing on the rental business. And so long as your lease works, then, you know, I think there's some really great possibilities uh, to take advantage of that. And I think it's a, it's just a really good catalyst uh, to get some cash flow. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, well, you know, Last question that I have is, uh, where is Coop? Where are you guys looking to concentrate your efforts? Like, what's the next step in your development? I know you just did the rollout in uh, in Dallas and, uh, you know, up in the Indy area. But uh, what else? What's new? What's the next thing for you guys? So we we did a nationwide launch this year. Uh, previously, we had been in 20 of the states, and now we are nationwide. So we have team members in every single state to help expand the two growing regions right now for us that are just really taking off the Northeast, 
and the Midwest because those are, are two regions that um, really we just started deploying into. Uh, the Southeast has been always a really strong market from us. Uh, we're headquartered in Miami. You know, it's it's Ryder, so we got to be close to uh, a big Ryder, as we lovingly call them, to make sure that we're able to to coordinate everything. But we are we're nationwide, so we're expanding rapidly. Uh, we're able to kind of take over any market. Um, so if you're in a major hub market, really, that's the best place. Uh, wherever trucking is, uh, which we can always talk to you if you're, hey, I'm in Arizona. Where should I try to get started? We can always advise that for you. Um, and we have team members that are around the country. And if you're in you know, California, we got guys that can come meet with you uh, and help you expand your business. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, look, man. Um, from here, anything that I ask is just going to be off the cuff. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for your time today. Um, if there were any other questions, uh, now is definitely the time to raise your hand. I'll just see if I can invite a couple people who are asking questions and I'll leave that open, um, for them to accept those invites. Um, but we're going to leave it only open for maybe the next minute or so. Oh, Boom. Perfect. They both joined immediately. <laughs> All right. Well, look, um, ladies, you join at the exact same time. Uh, I know that Nia, you joined earlier. What's up now? How are you feeling today? Hi, everybody. I'm well. Hi, Jory. Hi, Joshua. Hey. Hi, Tanya. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Hey, what's up, Tanya? Thank you both so much for coming on stage. Uh, you two are both asking some great questions in the chat. And, you know, because things are going to be more personal for you, um, I would love it if you can just, you know, ask Josh yourself, you know what I mean? The things that maybe we didn't cover tonight. Um, a lot of people probably need the same uh, details that you guys were looking for. So, um, you know, feel free. Whoever had the question um, that did not go get answered, um, let's just go ahead and, and go ahead and start that way. All right. Um, so, Tanya, I know you had a question. <laughs> <What's up>? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in the program. I had heard about it, um, I guess, earlier, well, later um, in the year last year. But I was wondering, like, if we were to go with your insurance program, how would mm -hmm. we get the registration plates and all that? Or does that do we already have to have that in place prior to putting it on the platform? Yeah. So as an owner, you have to have your own insurance. You have your, your own registration. Uh, what's nice with uh, if you dedicate your equipment and you're not using it to haul your freight around, you can go all the way down to non-trucking auto liability insurance. Um, and I think everyone in the industry knows that's a lot cheaper than just regular auto liability insurance. Uh, because really the insurance that you need, it's whenever it's not on reservation because the agreement moves it from the owner into the renter's possession and under their authority. Okay. That answered the question. Thank you. All right. That was also my question, Joshua. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. All right. All right. So look, Tanya, I know you had three more questions. What's up? We here now. We here. <laughs> um, okay. And as far as your maintenance program, I think you went into it a little bit, but I was wondering, like you said, the owner to be responsible the maintenance, like the PMs and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so the renter would be responsible for any other 
like mechanical issues or whatever the case may be while it's out on reservation. I don't, you know, while they're using it. Right. So long as it's not tied to regular maintenance. So, you know, let's say the, the truck just has a breakdown and it's due to, you know, the not anything negligent on the renter. We'll look at the process. We'll make sure that it wasn't negligence. And then, you know, we'll, we'll make sure it's on the owner. So, you know, if the, if the truck breaks down or the trailer breaks down and so long as it wasn't abused by the renter, then it would be on the owner. Um, and that kind of goes with that regular maintenance that you would see, um, you know, if the air conditioning goes out, for example, right. For the most part of the renter and the truck driver, I, I haven't seen a situation where a truck driver broke the, the, the air conditioner knocking on wood. Cause we've seen some, some different situations, uh, us being in trucking, but, uh, anything outside of that kind of, you know, renter fault, it's going to go to the owner. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that answered the questions. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank yeah. Thank you, Tanya. We, I appreciate the question. Yeah, we, we got a great uh, team and support team that will be able to handle pretty much it. Uh, you know, they've been in trucking for a while, so we've pretty much seen the gambit of things. And I think uh, all of us, we've heard some war stories uh, of dealing with this. So, you know, being in trucking, it's never guaranteed that it's never going to go wrong. Um, but there is some still great ROI in the rental business. Well, perfect, perfect. Tanya, thank you so much for coming up to the stage and asking that question. What's up, Nia? You got you got another question? Yes. So which pieces of equipment are y'all seeing the highest rental rates for? Yeah, so the top three uh, from an ROI, because it, it's a combination of highest rate, but then also highest utilization, right? So the balance that we're seeing, 53-foot dry vans are, are really great because of how long they go out and just everyone needs them, Right. Um, we're also seeing some great returns on 26-foot box trucks, um, especially if they have lift gates, and then day cabs, automatics with tandem axles. Those three equipment classes have been performing really, really well on the platform uh, because we're so focused and targeted on business. Uh, sleepers, you know, they're the, the Cadillacs of the trucking business. They go long. They stay out long. Uh, but the day cabs, they do have a pretty decent revenue. They're pretty close to sleepers, not as much as sleepers, but are still in there. But it's the, the type of renter that's taking the day cab. We're getting those with national type players who are, you know, going distribution center, distribution center. So the maintenance on those is, is a lot uh, easier to manage than maintenance on a sleeper. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. That was that was a great question, Nia. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, look, look, if there are any other questions from folks in the audience, please feel free. Raise your hand. Um, Joshua here, Coop by Ryder, uh, definitely willing to answer those questions. We are going to leave that uh, out there for another 30 seconds. But boom, we had somebody take it. Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing today? Brother Ali. Hey, how you doing? Oh, Sorry, the guy was on mute. How's it going? You are, man. Hey, going, welcome sir? to the stage, brother. This guy right here is another dispatcher extraordinaire. At least I know that you are very, very knowledgeable on the on the lanes and the race. So thank you so much for joining, brother. Oh, thanks, man. I had a, I actually had some questions. Hopefully, um, I'm not sure how long you guys have been at it. I just joined, so I don't know how many questions uh, Joshua has answered about Coop. I've had a, I've had a few friends who have who have rented their equipment through Coop and the, yeah. um, 
the maintenance, the maintenance stuff has, has kind of eaten them alive a little bit. What, mm. what kinds of, um, what kind of fail safes do, do, do owners have around maintenance stuff? Because it's, you know, just, just one, um, one call into roadside, uh, is often right. like $350, $400. And, and unfortunately, you know, that, that can be driven by the person renting the truck, um, and if, and if they call roadside out and, you know, it's, it's a small issue, like for instance, you know, the, the, re- the truck that I rented on Coop did have a small mm-hmm. issue. I, I apologize to the owner who was, who, who I was renting it from, but I had to call roadside, you know, they ended up, I had their truck for about a week, but they ended up with over a $1,200 maintenance bill that just completely right. obliterated any ROI that they were able to get off of that rental. So it seemed like right. it, it seemed to me when I examined it from the friends that, that were doing it the winners, you know, the, the, the winner was Ryder on both sides. Like Ryder was winning on the maintenance side, Ryder was winning on the rental side, but the owner of the actual truck wasn't coming out too far ahead. So it really depends on, on what type of units, you know, I don't know this, this exact situation, uh, but roadside uh, is really at an at use case. So the cost of roadside is really more tied to, you know, what's being handled and what's being done on the equipment. It's not necessarily like a call in fee, um, it's more driven by what needs to be fixed on the asset. So, and that's kind of what I'd recommend, especially for a lot of our investors who have been performing really well. If your unit is already like six or seven years old, it's probably not going to be the best thing on the rental space. You want to be at least five years and newer. You want to have lower mileage uh, because you're right. Maintenance is the biggest cost factor um, in the rental game. You know, you don't have to worry about a driver. You don't have to worry about insurance. It's all about the maintenance. So. All right, Josh, I'm not sure. We make sure that. Oh, sorry about that, Josh. Uh, Maybe I went out for just a bit, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, So I I don't know where I got cut off, but I I can start again. So um, really, you know, we have a lot of different ways to kind of control maintenance. Uh, One of those is we have a mileage fee that's associated. So as the units used more, you make sure that, that you have revenue tied to that. Um, one of the other really things that's important to know is that the newer the unit, the lower the maintenance cost. So, you know, if you have a really, really old unit, that one's probably not going to perform amazingly on the platform, uh, just because, you know, there is going to be more maintenance with older assets. So trying to go after decent mileage, um, newer units as possible, that's where you're going to be successful. Um, also enrolling in the rider maintenance program that helps you reduce costs and make sure that you're kind of controlling that. Um, I think that's another really great way to control your maintenance. Um, you know, I don't, again, I don't know that specifics to that instance or, you know, what that $1,200 bill looked like. Um, but we have a lot of people that have been really, really successful because they are being intentional about maintenance. And, and really, if you can control maintenance, you're going to be really, really re- successful in this business. All right. Answer your question. Uh, yeah, thank well, you. All right. Perfect. 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 Um, so look, I am very, very, very thankful that we were able to have Joshua on this evening to talk about Coop by Rider. At this point, I am going to turn off hand raising. Um, that, those are some great questions, everybody. Um, Josh, is there anything that you want to say as we closed out this room tonight, brother? 
yeah, no, I really appreciate the time. I, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak to everybody. I think right now it's really, really important to understand what's going on in the trucking industry. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about a trucking downturn and what you're going to do with your equipment. We're a really great avenue that you can take advantage and, and put some equipment on the platform to generate some really great returns. So we're an avenue uh, that you can diversify your business and protect against uh, different modes, right? Um, so if drive-in has a downturn, but flatbed picks up, you can rent a flatbed and list your drive-in. We allow you to be flexible in your business uh, more than ever before. Uh, and I think that's some really big benefits. And think about how you can use Coop uniquely uh, to take advantage. You know, uh, you, you're competing against some big mega carriers that have the ability to flip, flip in and out of modes. Well, using Coop, you do have those capabilities and you're able to, you know, kind of switch from mode to mode by listing your dry vans and renting out your and renting out a flatbed. Um, so I think we're in a unique position to help smaller and medium sized carriers prepare uh, for the business ahead. Um, so, you know, I really, again, thank you so much, Joy, for having me. If you guys ever want to talk more uh, or if you ever want to get into data analytics, we could talk about that too. Uh, but I'm really uh, happy that I can talk to you about Coop and, how we're really helping people in the industry. Well, perfect. Perfect. Uh, now the pleasure was mine, sir. Um, I was definitely looking for a, you know, a platform like this, um, at least for the last year. So when I saw you post, uh, I knew that I was going to be all over it, man. So, uh, thank <laughs> for, yes, sir. So thank you for your willingness to, uh, to come on again. And, uh, folks next week, um, we are going to be talking with somebody that is, very, very in tune with the dispatch side of the industry. Uh, she is a former semi driver, so she's a CDL driver, did it for a long time. Uh, it paid her way through school. Um, now she's a lawyer and she has all the insights from how to become a dispatcher to operate in a truck, um, the, all the legal leads behind it. So, very excited to talk to her next week. And again, join us on Monday, 7 30 a.m., as we partner with. Freightways, um, they're selling our team to let us know which lanes we should be sending our trucks into and which ones to avoid. Um, Josh, man, you have a blessed evening, okay? Thank you, everybody, for joining. Right. Thank you so much. You have a great one, Jory. Thank you, brother. Thank All you, right. everybody. Peace.